It's Thursday and you know what that means. This is Max Wrestling episode 334. This is your captain speaking and after John Cena vs Roman Reigns is made official for SummerSlam and Jericho wrestles Hoovy on TNT like it's 1998, we're also set for the second semi-final of the King of the Mic. Joining me to discuss all this and more are the podcast machine Mike Larkin and the Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion and Promo Champion El Jefe Moses Marquez. Good morning. Hot damn early. Top of that damn morning. It's uh, it's a championship week. Yeah. Championship. Championship. Um, We were hoping he'd be here at the start of the show, but he has till the end of the show to show up to defend his world title. Uh, The Phoenix will be hopefully defending the world championship against Mike this week. We've already postponed it once. It ain't getting postponed again, so we're going to have to make a decision if Phoenix doesn't show up. Alrighty. Now I will say this. I've been having a good and a bad week, as I was telling you before the show. So you want to hear some of the good parts of the week? Um Yeah, there, there were some good parts. Go on. Okay, first and foremost, you says you know me, man. I'm a history type of cat. We are at the history of when CM Punk made his debut on ECW defeating Just Incredible. I was there that night, same night as Big Show and Batista and the Change the Channel chants that went out in full blown back in 06, man. It was a good week for history and wrestling. Then there was the bad part when that goddamn bald-headed son of a bitch Tito Ortiz was the August 1st warning. I hated it eight years ago, and I hated eight years to this day back in 2013. And this also ties in what we're going to be talking about in with the news it has been a year since bray wyatt put the old mandible claw on alexa bliss and that started the whole transformation of alexa bliss and then a year later she's doing her thing and he's out of the wwe yeah um that was going to be the first topic anyway so before we get into that remember people it's still real to us damn it so click that big red subscribe button if you're watching on youtube or any podcast service and follow us on soundcloud uh yeah Wrestling World rocked on, ooh, when was it? Uh, Monday? No, wait, was it was like, yeah, it was before Saturday Rock. or Sunday. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, as Bray Saturday. Wyatt, of all people, yeah. was released. Now, Not to be that guy, but I'll be that guy. I saw this one coming. Budget cuts. Budget cuts. Dude, that, 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 <laughs> that's the bullshit right there. That's the bullshit. I mean, I get it, like, you know, you you got to pay these fucking guys a, a shit ton of mo- a shit ton of money. John is worth it, I guess. Yeah, no, he's worth it. Now, Oldberg, I, I, he's getting. How much you guys think he's getting for these like rando appearances, kind of shit? At oh, least say it, quarter like mil? million a year. Yeah. Oh, way more than I'm thinking. Then, then yeah, and, and this is just like ridiculousness. You know what I mean? You. You're getting rid of half of your fucking roster. Most people are calling it the Randy Orton curse. I'm calling it the Alexa Bliss curse. <laughs> I'm calling it the roster. curse. That hit that. Yeah, that fucker too, man. Jesus. I remember how fucking, how top of the ceiling fucking Kevin Owens was. And then Goldberg showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I did hear like a recent report on one of the other reasons it possibly could have been why he got released. So there was the report that came out. I don't know if you guys saw it. So when they did that whole the TLC match, the Infernal match, where he got lit on fire, right? Yeah. So apparently they recorded that in the afternoon that day. And Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss were watching that bout as when it came t- t- out live, right? And Bray Wyatt was not there. 
And another reason why they, that goes into there is because they were saying his relationship with old Vinnie Mac was kind of hot and cold. So that might have been the straw that broke the camel's back. And yeah, and also the WrestleMania match with Randy Orton, which was terrible. And also the fact that that whole ending was terrible. So there's a lot of variables to it, but still, budget cuts. That's like the new creative has nothing for us, as for you, you know? That's that's the new thing. It's the budget cuts. Well, I'm not surprised his relationship with Vince was hot and cold. I mean, his booking was all over the friggin' place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have him losing to people like Goldberg and the Seth Rollins thing with the disqualification in the Hell in the Cell match, which still makes no sense to this day. Uh, and, yep. And I was like, like we mentioned the Randy Orton feud, but it's like this dude had a, so much potential. He's been there for over 11 plus years from Husky Harris to Bray Wyatt to the Fiend character. Very creative, always got the juices flowing. And then even like they were saying, the subtleties in the last promo where he's like, you know what, with everything that's going on, you know, we'll see y'all soon. And just the, the overall innocence behind the sea, it's like, God dang, he kind of hit it that we're going to get a release here. And then boom, here we are. And Ronda Rousey, you can shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ronda Rousey. Nobody <laughs> ever... Like booed Bray Wyatt or did anything like that. People only ever complained when he was booked to lose a feud. It was nothing to do with him. It was his booking. Yeah. Trust me, like like Bray Bray was over. Like he he I know he was like I didn't okay I and this is a dude that will admit that like I got mad at this fucking fiend thing way more than I enjoyed it. But at least it worked. You know what I mean? It fucking worked. But then they would always fucking book him weird. Hell in the Cell was prime example. It's yeah. just like that was weird as shit. Uh, and then they, he was like gonna re-debut and then mental got in, ahead of him. And I mean, I don't know. It's one of these things where it's like I know he was over his shit. Now it, 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 it sucks he got released, but fuck it. Who cares? I want all these guys from WWE to get released. Every single one of them. I just want that company to be filled with old fuckers. You want to know why? So that way it proves to all these goddamn marks that they, yeah, that they can't make fucking stars. And the half of a star that they made or these guys that they made relevant, they'd rather push out of the company to push somebody well out of their prime. This also goes back to the earnings call where Vince is like, hey, you want some of our talent? Go ahead. Just just take the talent. Just take it. Oh, yeah. The, the, the subtle jab, he calls them not competition. You know, WCW was competition. WCW didn't have fucking, you know, they had a handful of WWE guys. Well, no, that's not true. They took on pretty much everybody that <laughs> WWE released, <laughs> which is completely different from what AEW did. So it's like, again, what's, what was the number? Like 100 and plus something dudes released? I, yes, I mean, AEW's taken like 20% of people. If that. So. Yeah. Um, but, like, go back to Elimination Chamber four years ago when Bray won his first world title and listened to that pop and tell me he wasn't over. Right? He was over shit. And then what happened? A month later, they gave, they fed it to Randy at WrestleMania for no fucking reason. The worms in the ring, Dazzarino. The worms in the ring. Twice. Twice, actually, Twice. they fed him to Randy for no fucking reason. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we understood the second time afterwards that it was because he needed time off, but still, you could have come up with a better ending than that. Mm-hmm. And, well, the problem that I did have is, like, the people are, are also blaming Alexa Bliss. I'm like, and then she had to she, make her account private on Twitter. Stop it. Yeah, she has absolutely zero blame. You think she asked to have the gimmick taken off Bray for her? No, no, no. And My, she... Yeah, my perspective is the whole the idea originally was for them to work together on this gimmick, but then Bray yeah. needed more time off. It 
it happens. And she was stuck mm-hmm. on her own. She was left on her own with this gimmick that she thought she was going to be sharing with Bray. That's my perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was telling you. I mean, look at what they're doing with her now. It's friggin' the doll came back to life after getting attacked by Dewdrop and Eva Marie, and now we got Alexa <laughs> Eva Marie in a friggin' feud. Yeah, and now they're just kind of making it up as they go along because maybe because they don't have Bray's input. We know he played a, a big role to begin with in Alexa's gimmick. And it was great to begin with, and look at that. Look at how dog turd it is now. Yeah. We go from hypnotizing Reginald and Shayna and Naya, and now we're oh, feuding Reggie. with Reggie. They yes, changed Reggie. his name already to Reggie. I will say this, though. I do. If they're going to bring some life to the 24-7 title, that dude is one of them besides our truth because he's funny and he can move and flip around, which is getting over because they just like watching the Circus Olay performer doing a lot of flips. Oh, Reggie. Reggie. Well, he's like, he's like, I use that to get, the whole thing that they're using is, I use that to get my foot in the door. I'm really from St. Louis, and here I am, baby, 24-7 champ. He's acting like 24-7. I sound like Yo! MTV raps. 24-7. He's all about that 24-7 life. Reggie, you used three different women to get your foot in the door. Sometimes you got to use them, man. He's got hoes in different area codes, and then he locks, knocks that shit down like it's bowling, man. Strike one, strike two, strike three. Ain't no fun like a game of hardball for Reggie. I love how he also admits that he faked his French accent, and then of all people on social media to call him out, Kofi Kingston. Yep. You mean to tell me this guy's not from France? <laughs> yep. I mean, that's how much attention I've been paying to WWE. I kind of know what's going on. Still ain't watching Raw. Ain't going to do it. Well, but, uh, you, you missed the growth spurt of young Gage Goldberg, man. He went oh, from 10 Isn't that fucking no Amdar? Yeah, USA Network recast him. Shut up. <laughs> He's friggin' 15 now, that young man. Holy I, I, what the chip. I, I did see Goldberg, Oldberg's spear to MVP, which I think was in slow motion. Yep. Everything else seems to be in real time, but the spear was slow motion. Well, then they did the thing afterwards where they're walking to the back, and he's like, you mess with my boy, I'll kill you. And I'm like, all right, Bill, let it out. That's it, Bill. Let him out. Let him out. (laughs) And I still don't care about the match because they're going back and forth. Of course, we had the We Want Wyatt chance in there, and we saw that during the uh, Eva Marie Dewdrop thing with Tamina and Alexa Bliss. But, yeah, man, that promo with – uh, Goldberg and and Bobby Lashley. I'm just like I still don't give a damn about this match. And as as I'm watching this, and he's going at the kid, and he's talking trash. I'm like, they're gonna make him win. They're gonna make freaking beat Bobby Lashley. I'm just like, if he fucking wins, or I know it's gonna probably happen because some title has to change hands at SummerSlam. All I've seen from this segment, other than the really really slow spear, yep. is photos. And in every photo I've seen of Bobby Lashley, he looks so miserable that he has to work this feud that's exactly what it looks like he's like oh man i gotta make this 50 plus year old man look good they've been building me as this dominant champion again you know no more women no more fun i'm serious he just molly whopped kofi kingston and now i gotta do this because nobody else or what they got and bobby lashley's no spring chicken but he doesn't show it Absolutely not, man. I Like I said, the last time I remember him being in WWE was that match with Cena at the Great American Bash, which could have gone either way. I think a lot of people at the time, because he was so pushed, man. He had the uh, Battle of the Billionaires match at WrestleMania 23, and it's like, give this dude the belt. And all they kept it on John Cena, but then he went to TNA, he went to MMA, doing, this, doing the damn thing. But he improved 
leaps and bounds from where he was in 2007 to where we are now in the year 2021. I actually don't think Bobby Lashley's aged in 15 years. Not at all. He looks exact same. He hasn't even grown eyebrows in 15 years. That guy's got some of the greatest genetics ever. Right? Well, you have a guy who's a former Armed Forces champion, and just the guy is just a friggin' brick shithouse, man. Remember when he debuted, man, against Simon Dean back in 05, and then he fed him the cheeseburgers? His first few in the WWE, Simon Dean. I mean, ultimately, they backed themselves into a corner, um, which isn't surprising due to another reason I'll get into in a minute. But uh, 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 Drew McIntyre beat Goldberg in his last match. How stupid is it going to look now if. Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre can beat Oldberg, but Bobby Lashley Fox. can't. <sighs> That's After all the they... times Bobby Lashley molly up Drew McIntyre. Hey, Dave, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Well, you have to have him molly up Goldberg. Like I said, and I'll be honest, I did not mind the Drew Goldberg match because it wasn't that bad and the right guy went over. And for this one, it should be the right one goes over, and that being Bobby Lashley. You know, there was yeah. an old movie called Let the Right One In. Let Bobby Lashley in and win. Go ahead. I want to see Lashley hit spear after spear after spear, and I never want to see Goldberg in a ring again. That'd be cool. <laughs> you know he'll come back around Saudi Arabia time. That is if they oh, go yeah, to Saudi Arabia. Well, they may not even be going to friggin' Vegas for SummerSlam. Yeah, baby. Can't do that shit. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> I'm going to add on to that. I love you, Mo. So, Okay, so the other alternative would be just have the mask mandate. Do you like what they're doing in the garden? Because there's a lot of states that are going to be like, yo, if you're not vaccinated, you better wear the goddamn mask if you're going to go to these events. But I'm thinking the Thunderdome is right back into their future very, very soon. Cancel. Put a fucking mask on. What's the goddamn hard putting a fucking mask on? Because you got people like Governor Death Santis over there in Florida who friggin' are just killing everybody. Let me me shoot for a minute here. Yes, Uh, T, uh, the TSK got a, got a meetup next weekend. We're going to be going to the New Japan uh, Resurgence show. Yes, sir. Fucking beyond stoked. I am fully vaccinated, and I plan to be masked. That's that's agreed. That's like, how I'm doing it. Because the fact of the matter is, like, I'm, I'm going to be inside of a fucking building with a shit ton of people. <laughs> like, you don't know right now, especially right now with everything that's going on. And because mm. I'm va- Just because I'm vaccinated, I'm, like, a little more comfortable going out, but it doesn't mean, like, I'm going to be like, hey, bro, like, you want to make that? <laughs> okay. So I got to add to that again. Mo, here's the thing that I, I love about you, man. Because, see, you're fully vaccinated. You're going to wear the mask. Same thing that myself and a lot of us Americans should do. But the thing I also will add to that, it's one of those things where, again, we're not out of the woods yet. And number mm-hmm. two, even if people give you the stink eye, who the fuck cares? Because people are going to be like, why are you wearing the mask, bro? Everybody's vaccinated. I'm like, who the fuck cares, man? I'm trying not to get it because we got this Delta variant. We might have to get another third shot because you selfish motherfuckers won't listen. So it's just, yeah. And I'll add on to that in a second. But also, Mo, I sent it to you. I sent it to Robert Davis because I know y'all are going to be in the house TSK. Dazarino, they added Moose to the card. He's taking on Tomohiro Ishii. Fuck yeah, he is. No, 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 I don't give a shit. I, I'm, I'm dying for Moose, don't get me wrong, but he ain't even got the cool fucking theme no more where I can chat Moose all day, which kind of blows. But it's fucking, are you kidding me? I get to see the goddamn Stone Pitbull and, and fucking Tomohiro Ishii? Oh, I'm beyond stoked. I'm beyond stoked. <laughs> all right, speaking of the vax, you know I got to go there, man. That goddamn oh. son of a bitch, Drake Wirtz. Drake Younger. He's running for Florida representative, baby. He's running. He's running. And the problem is a lot of people will probably vote for him. If he wins, God if help him. If I lived him. in Florida, I would be running out of that state. <laughs> exactly. God help him if he wins. You're the worst. Worst. Yeah. yeah. He's the worst Drake Wirtz. 
Did you fucking see the photo? It's him and his. Oh yeah, I sent it to you, Dazzy, but I'll yeah. tell and give people the perspective. He's wearing. He's just. It's him and he's smiling with his family. And then I wrote to you. I said no, no, and no. And he just wrote that. Hold on. Let me pull up this stupid motherfucker with his goddamn smile. Hold on. So <laughs> he pretty much wrote. Here it is. I'm happy to announce my candidacy for Florida State Representative in District 30. Woo effity who. The land we love has changed in recent years. We've seen our liberties and rights be stripped away at the quake of other fears. We've been told that it's selfish to defend our God-given rights. We've been leaders become sheep and men become lions. We've seen Florida rise to lead a nation. Our way of life that we hold so clearly is now at risk of being overtaken by the Marxist left. Okay. As a Christian, a family man, and a community leader, I'm answering the call to rise up and defend Dude, our great state. the lefts Marx? Marx? No, Marxist. M-A-R-X-I-S-T. Marxist. Not like Marx. <laughs> I was like, did you just call us Butch Marx? You fucking... <laughs> fucking using the terms. As a... <laughs> As a Christian, a family man, and a community leader, I'm answering the call to rise up and defend our great state while representing the hardworking constituents of District 30. God has put us here for such a time as this. As a MAGA Republican and a bold conservative, I'll be the warrior our state needs to push back against the radical left. Together, we'll fight to prevent medical tyranny, expand school choice, protect our Second Amendment rights, and ensure election integrity. However, the most vulnerable in our state of the 74,000-plus baby Floridians that are being murdered every year in this barbaric act of abortion, as the first abolitionist candidate in Florida, I will file legislation to abolish, not regulate, the murder of pre-born children and make Florida the first abortion-free state in our nation to support our campaign Donate and find out more about our platform. Please visit www.votedrake.com, baby. Keep Florida great. You can go fuck yourself. It, it sounds like like a vignette from like a really weaselly heel that you just want to see get the shit kicked out of him. He, he's cutting it's the fucking straight promo. out of eighty four. I fucking like it. <laughs> he's cutting the fucking promo, and he's just like yeah. And yeah, that's kind of promo on being a fucking Earth. Yep. Godly. Ugh. All he needs to do is I'm just I'm picturing the speech. All you need to do is have him say the bullshit that he has, and then Al at the end of the speech he'll start singing, God is an awesome God on heaven on earth. I love God, but I also like to live. So shut your punk ass mouth. <laughs> Hold on, wait, I just I gotta I gotta I, I gotta <laughs> say that because this is the part that kills me and I fucking cannot stand how this is every fucking person all right. Right, right wing person's fucking argument. Last time I checked, baby, God did not build America. Yes. Americans yes. built America. Mm-hmm. Your God given right is to live. That's your God given. Oh, no, no, no. Let me let me reframe. Your God given light right is to die. That's it. To die. That's the only thing God has given you the right to do. To live your life and to die. Congratulations. And your God given right. To breathe, yeah, you can breathe, but if they want to fucking regulate how you breathe, the people you pay taxes to, the people that make sure that you're safe and the laws and the blah, 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 fucking listen to them. And if your God-given rights taken away, then do something about it and go hang out with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't say what I said, but you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I know what you meant. You know who else pissed me off? There was a photo of human trafficking should scare you more than COVID. You know who posted that picture? What the and fuck? You know who posted that picture? Another one that lives in Florida, and I'm going to say this to you as well, sir. Fuck you, Garrett Bischoff. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> we're we're sheep. Bischoff? That's what he said, Garrett Bischoff. He's like, they're oh. sheep, all these sheep. And I'm like, Garrett, 
I know you live in Florida too, pal, but has something wrong with your medulla oblongata? Like fucking Drake words? Something's wrong with his medulla oblongata. Just, just go take a fucking shot. Fucking Garrett Fisher. Like, you motherfuckers will make a big-ass deal over a flu shot and all this other shit, but you don't just take this fucking thing, get it the fuck over with. Yep, we're ain't all that, up in this bitch. Ain't that big of a fucking deal. It's not. It's not that big a deal. Hey, you guys remember polio? That was fun. Yeah, right? Yeah, right, <laughs> fucking A, dude. That's the point. If we could have a cure for polio and the measles and all this stuff, I think it's all right if we take a little vaccination home. Assholes. Assholes. Goddamn Garrett. No, I would say much worse than assholes, but <laughs> that's on the list. Yeah, it's on the list. You just made the list, the fuckery list. You know what? Oh, I, I was just going alphabetically for the list. So, assholes. Armbar. Armbar. You know what they do? They're the ones that would be like somebody called the fuckery department because they're getting fucked. They're calling the fuckery department when there's no fuckery to be had. There's fuckery afoot. There's fuckery afoot. Fuckery afoot. Okay, so back to WWE. Speaking of fuckery, um, I said that they backed themselves into a corner with Lashley and Goldberg, and they did the same thing with Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. Both need a win, so what do we do? Let's put them against each other. What the fuck? Okay, so Jeff Hardy is out for, what is it, like another week because of the COVID? Uh, All right. Mm -hmm. So they've been going back and back and forth. It's the 50-50 booking. So Keith Lee wins. He beats Karrion Cross at the Spirit Bomb this week. I think they're going to have one more match, and then they're going to go back to Jeff. And he's going to face Jeff at SummerSlam and then carry him. And it's so stupid. It's like Blue Pill versus Red Pill. Yep. All the times WWE write a no contest, but nope, we got to have a winner between Carrie and Cross and Keith Lee, and neither one of them can afford to lose because they already lost too much already on freaking Raw. See, here's the thing. I mean, we hear the reports about Carrie and Cross's attitude and stuff, or this is Vince's message towards NXT, and I'm just like. Mm Yeah, man, it's 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 nuts. I also there. I mean, here's the thing with him and the Adam Cole situation. With when it comes to Karrion Cross, I'm gonna say it right now. When he first came on the roster and he took that L to Jeff, and what was it, like a minute and a half, two minutes. I will say this right now, he has not been getting a lot of pops on the main roster. I think his his fucking thing went down the window once everybody heard no more words that friggin' first night because everybody was so excited to hear Jeff's old music back because they've been oh. wanting that for months. Yeah, but then that would have been great, and it would have been all everybody talked about from Jeff's match. But the problem is they then booked him to beat Karrion Cross with a friggin' roll. With his feet on the ropes! With his feet on the ropes! Ugh. He gets I... the baby face pop because of the music and wins like a heel. Yeah. Yep. If, yep. if they'd have brought that music back and then he beat, I don't know, Jinder Mahal on Raw, great. Fuck cool. it. But no. Haha, Jinder, you're to fuck it up. Like, Yeah, we would have laughed at him, but did, you're... You took the dude who's supposed to be the champion of your supposedly developmental brand. He's undefeated. He hadn't lost a match. Yeah, like a year and a half. You know what I mean? The argument is completely there. You know what I mean? I I think we've argued this thing before, but it's just, it's it's so stupid that it's just like, hey, you remember the fucking dumb thing they did? (laughs) Because it's just, we can't stop. Because it's just ridiculous. It's honest to God ridiculous. Like, you're, and then Vince, again, like, if it's not the whole stupid comments about I'll just give AEW more talent, he's looking down at develop, developmental and just, like, mooning them. Like, but, hey, look at my ass. Exactly. This is the problem. It doesn't make any business sense. Wait, you keep firing on. people from your main roster, and then you take a shit on NXT, which is literally your talent pool for the future. Wait. Yep. 
Mo just literally said that friggin' Vince is like Papa Smurf. Yeah, lick my ass, bitch. The lost episode of the Smurfs. He just compared Vince McMahon to Papa Smurf. That's what you just did right there, Mo. Lick my ass. First off, first off, he he is very fitting as Papa Smurf. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, Papa, Papa Smurf liked his blondes too. Yes. Well, here's yeah. the thing about that. Like, people were talking about, like, everybody coming up from NXT. They kind of compared it to, remember when Charlotte was the NXT Women's Champion? She had a match, I believe it was with Becky or Sasha at the upcoming TakeOver when that happened, and they brought her up to the main, and she wrestled Natalia and lost with a friggin' uh, Inside Cradle small package, and then they brought her back to NXT, and then she was never on the main roster again before her actual debut in 2015. Yeah, that's what they compared it to when Charlotte lost to Natalia when she was the NXT Women's Champion. Oh, if, if only things had stayed that way. Yeah. But again, she wasn't fucking a year and a half long unbeaten, Correct. blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah. She was already beaten at that time, yeah. At the time, she literally was just Ric Flair's daughter. She, there was nothing Her. special about her. Correct. R- now, ridiculous. Of, well, speaking of special, man, here's R- the thing. But Nikki Cross is now Nikki Ash. Man, the friggin' mixed reactions from the people. There's a lot of cheers, there's a lot of boos, but man, yeah. they... Yeah. I think people want to support Nikki, but they don't like the gimmick. Well, when she's almost a superhero, it reminds me of when The Rock came out as Rocky Maivia and everybody was chanting, die, Rocky, die. We're not at the point where we're chanting, die, Nikki, die. But it's the point where it's just like, you're almost a hero, Hooper hero. I almost won. It's like, wait a minute there. Hold on a second there, girl. I almost won. I want to win. I don't want to just almost win. I want to win. You know what I'm saying? It's that also mentality of it. I mean, this is wrestling. If you don't win, you lose. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The loser has no chance of winning. I don't think almost superhero is as good as superhero in training. Shit. No. And I loved when Rosie was that. And that outfit that he wore was hilarious. And it was Rosie. And he had just coming off a three-minute warning because friggin' Jamal got into a fight and he got released. And then he went to be ECMO with Sonny Sukiyaki, as my mom used to call him. Sonny Siaki and TNA at the time. So, I mean, hey, that was a break for Rosie. Yeah. And he got over. Mm Mm-hmm. And The Rock called him the Hamburglar in Grimace. <laughs> Hamburglar. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I remember when he fought Stone Cold was coming to get him in his truck back to the arena. I was like, who is it? Get him. Oh, it's the Hamburglar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I fucking love it. Good times. <laughs> Good times. Oh, yeah, that was during The Rock concert. That's right. <laughs> yes, just before WrestleMania. Uh, crack Attic Limp Biscuit. That's all I needed for May 19. I fucking love that song. Yep. Um, so obviously we don't talk enough about SmackDown on this show because it happens the day after we record, so it was like six days ago. But uh, I never thought I'd say this. It's actually really good to have John Cena back. See? There you go, man. Admit it, Dazarino. Say it with your chest. How awesome is it just to see John Cena talk about missionary position, keep that person, then signing that column track, Roman Reigns that... and John Cena? Line was great. Yep. You got the replay of Roman Reigns calling John Cena missionary position every night of the week, and Cena's like, hey, if you can find somebody that makes missionary position interesting for two decades, keep him in your life. Goddamn right. I was just... (laughs) (laughs) I fucking miss John, okay? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'll say it. Like, that guy, like, he ruined my life, or at least I felt like he ruined my life for, like... (laughs) Like, right after high school, I was like, oh, fuck, dude, you're just, like, Holt Hogan, but boring, and, but when he, you know, what they what do they say, absence makes the heart grow fonder? Yeah. This fucking guy is so over right now. It's like, 
I'm like, yep, he's he's just fucking great. He's he's been back what two weeks now, three weeks. Yeah. And they haven't chanted Cena sucks during his music once. Not even nope. in Chicago. Don't you fucking dare either. Nope. <laughs> the best was I think when he first came back at SummerSlam and he's like after the show he's like it's kind of weird like you you guys are not chanting Cena sucks. There's a guy over there that says if Cena's here that kid sat sign said if Cena's here if Cena wins or if Cena shows up we cheer and he was like so shocked by it which was great because that's a genuine reaction because he was expecting the mixed action but like it's like no we're happy to see you dude and also the thing that's cool about it is too is Mo I'll say this we both have talked about this and Dazarina we talked about this with you too when he came back uh, two years ago doing the Doctor of Thugonomics gimmick on Elias and rapping and we got so angry because the people in the generation of children that grow up now don't remember John Cena as Thugonomics and it got like a minuscule pop and it's like what the fuck is wrong with you people this is the Doctor of Thugonomics but at the end of the day the kids nowadays don't remember that they remember kids don't know this shit exactly and we got so bowed up about it, to quote my good friend, Mr. Travis the Walker Anderson. So it's like, God dang, man. Now here he is. He's doing the damn thing. He's going against Roman Reigns. And I'm intrigued. I'm hooked. I'm interested. And Roman's going in there full blaze as well. This is not like when they fought at, what was it, No Mercy 2017, 2016? Yeah. Which had a great buildup, but the wrong person won. Yes, and that was the that was the it was on a throwaway pay-per-view. And now we're getting it's just due at SummerSlam. And Roman's probably going to get the dub, but it's going to be good. Yeah, Um. The reason everybody was so sick of Cena in the past was because he was literally beating everybody that needed a push. Mm-hmm. Now he's exactly. come back and he's feuding with Roman Reigns, who's already truly established now as literally the top guy in WWE. So the, he's not really going to kill Roman Reigns' momentum. Okay, no. He's the guy that has to come back and put people over. He did that last year with Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse. Now he's doing it with Roman this year. So, I mean, that's his role. He should be the guy to put people over. It's not his time. His time is not now to keep putting, pushing and losing and beating everybody that's on the come up. You know what I'm saying? We saw that with Bray back in 2014. I mean, we've seen a lot in the past where we had people on the come up. I mentioned Lashley that he beat. You know what I'm saying? He's beaten a lot of people that were on the come is up. The only thing I did love was the U.S. title feud. When he was the U.S. champ, the U.S. Open, he put over Kevin Owens his first night. NXT champ beat the U.S. champ. I mean, you can't say John Cena hasn't helped out a lot of people as well. No, and he's made it clear that he wants his 17th world title. And for the first time in, like, 15 years, I'm like, I'd be okay with Cena winning another title. Mainly because Roman's had it for, like, a year anyway, so I don't see any harm in Cena getting it. And, you know, once he gets that 17th world title, that's it. It's done. Yeah, he's over here uh, breaking records while fucking Roman's having one of these uh, Japanese title runs. Yeah, it, it's going to happen, so we may as well just accept it and enjoy it. Yeah, I, I have no harm in it. I mean, granted, he's, you know, he's not uh, Ric Flair, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> I, in reality, I, I think fucking Harley Race like has a shit ton of world titles in every other goddamn promotion. So, I mean... Yeah. It's whatever. They're numbers. Oh. That's from back. I'm not saying the numbers don't mean anything. Like, I'm not going to be that guy fucking crying out loud to do a retro show. So, but I mean, yeah. What's the harm in him being a 17-time WWE champion? In in reality, Flair's got like 25 world titles anyway, so whatever. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> it, it would be different if Cena exactly. was coming in and winning his 17th world title against somebody who really, really needed to get that push like... Uh, I don't know, carrying cross. If he was world uh, champion right, right now and Cena beat him for his 17th world title, that would suck. 
but there's no oh, harm yeah. in seeing a beaten Roman Reigns. None. There's zero harm in that. It's probably going to be the first time since like WrestleMania uh, 21 that Cena gets a pop for winning a world title. Yeah, well, well when he <laughs> beat JBL, it was JBL who everybody hated JBL, so the right, right guy went over. Yes, and Cena was still cool then. I mean, I still hate JBL, getting cool but... again, but he was super cool then. Well, he was the chain gang, man. We ride together. We fight together. Right now, everything. Chain gang is the click, man. But yo, no, when he was when he was with the chain gang and he had the okay, still one of my favorite T-shirts, Ruck Fuels. Yes. Fuels. Yes, great T-shirt. WWE don't have the balls to make T-shirts like that anymore. Nope. Because of course there was also one with Stone Cold where the skull replaced the U in fuck fear, drink beer. Yes. I love that one. Remember when Test had that Test This t-shirt? Test This. <laughs> yes. Well, his fans shirt. were his testicles. Yes, I love my testicles. Good times, man. Good times. They, uh, they paid Stacy Keebler to yell, I love my testicles, into a microphone. That And that she did. Well, I mean, first mm-hmm. and foremost, at that, at that time period, look at Test, God rest his soul. He went from Stacy Keebler yeah. to Kelly Kelly. Test had a good run. Well, yes, he did. And look, well, look at CM Punk. He went from, well, he was with Daphne. Well, he was Chick Magnet. Yes, he was. He was mm-hmm. with Daphne. He was with Tracy Brooks. He was with Maria Kanellis. He was with Lita. He was with Beth Phoenix. Now he's at AJ Lee. Yeah. Man, what? Come on. <laughs> Punk was just living his best life. God bless him. <laughs> um, all right, before we get into... Uh, NXT and AEW. Last week, Travis Walker Anderson finally got a narrow win over the Demoness and will be in the final of the King and the Mike. Now it's time to decide who he will face. These two faced each other uh, in the first roll, first roll, first round of the promo bowl last year after Chris Durham defeated the Phoenix and went on to be one of the free tournament winners. Since then, Chris has become Mr. Iron Bank, and Phoenix became a Golden Slam champion. So, round two, moneymaker Chris Durham versus the Phoenix. Moneymaker Chris Durham versus the Phoenix. You know, you were very lucky last time to escape with your head, and yet here we are once again. The first Iron Bank winner against the latest Iron Bank winner. And yet you impressed me when you won it. But then you decided to deny Travis a chance to fight for it because you knew he would beat you for it. I may be here on a technicality, but I'm still here nonetheless to fight and prove that I deserve to be here. Chris, you won't be so lucky this time. I'm here to become 
king of the mic. And if that means I've got to go through you, then so be it. Congratulations, you've just become another obstacle, another stepping stone in my quest to the top. And you can bank on that. Oh, and one last thing. You may actually want to remove the mask so people can actually understand you. Sit back and relax. Grab yourself a drink. Get comfortable. Cause it's story time with your boy, Money Maker Chris. See, this story is all about the 2021 King of the Mic tournament, and I break it all down for you right here. Up first, round one. The moneymaker went one-on-one -on -one with Ryan Sutcliffe. The guy that lit a match and watched his opportunity to win this tournament go up in flames. He was so confident it would be a piece of cake to beat the moneymaker. I showed up and I slapped the taste out of his mouth. Now he can't even taste his food. Sitting up there like, what's going on? My food has no taste to it. Why can't I taste my food? Why? Because the money maker showed up and slapped the taste out of your mouth. That's why. And then next up. My next opponent was going to be either the Phoenix or this mystery opponent. TBA. Didn't matter to me whether it was the Phoenix, TBA, TSA, ABC, one, two, three. The money maker's coming out on top. And it turns out the mystery opponent was none other than the captain himself. That's the guy that I did battle with at Promo Rumble. He wins and gives his spot to the Phoenix. I was looking forward to going up against you again, Dazzy. Because I know I can beat you. Maybe our pass will cross again. Who knows? So now it's the Phoenix. Versus the money maker, part two. We met at last year's promo bowl. Took you to school. I'm gonna do the same here again. You just can't beat me. Sure, a lot of great accomplishments. You're the current Max Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. That's about it. Not impressed. I was the first person to compete for that championship. Who knows? Maybe we'll cross paths again. Moneymaker versus the Phoenix Part 3. And after this, it's either going to be Travis or the Demoness. I know Travis wants this so badly. Didn't you learn 
at Promo Mania in the Iron Bank contract competition. I embarrassed you there and I'm gonna embarrass you again. You really want some more of this? You really want more of the moneymaker? And the demoness. We met at promo series. We never gone one on one. It's a promo mania, WrestleMania main event in the making. Moneymaker versus the demoness. But now it's the focus on the Phoenix. You can't beat me. You're not on my level. I'm going to treat you like your name was Aaron Rodgers. Send your ass Green Bay Packers. That being said, Moneymaker Chris. Cash it out. Thank you, Rowan, for hacking into this promo match. Because I have an announcement. Well, it's more of a challenge. You see... My client has dominated this entire tournament so far. Travis the Walker Anderson even broke the internet once again by beating the Demoness. It's no secret that the Walker wants to win this tournament. However, he also wants to raise the stakes. You've both got something that my client wants. Here's the contract that I have written right in front of me here. The stipulations are as followed. Mr. Phoenix. If you successfully win this match against Mr. Durham and also successfully defend the Max World Championship, my client requests that you put the world title on the line in the finals. And Mr. Durham, my client, Travis the Walker Anderson, has already attempted to challenge you for the Iron Bank contract once before. You declined that challenge. Unfortunately for you, my, my client is still determined to challenge you for that contract. Now don't worry, don't worry. Travis the Walker Anderson has something he'd like to put on the line as well. Believe me when I say this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Gentlemen, you've got 48 hours to respond. Voting is open. Go to maxwrestling.net slash vote to make your choice. Once again, the winner will face Travis in the King of the Mike final next week. Next really, week. Yeah, I really should have had Eric Young lined up there, but there we go. You'll you'll hear Eric Young later in the show. The winner of that then goes on to Promo Slam 2021 to challenge Moses Marquez for the Promo Championship. Moses has history with everybody involved, so it will be indeed fight night. And it's Deuces Wild, which means both can enlist a friend to cut a one-minute part of their promo. Just to shake things up a little bit. <laughs> It's also a fond farewell to Cypher as he competes in one last promo exhibition against the podcast machine, Mike Larkin, for the first time ever. Well, I guess I first get... and last. Hey, man. Yeah, I get gutter with it. G-U-T-T-A, not with our E's and R's like Undercover Brother, man. I got to say, man, I feel good about going into this. Cypher is a very talented artist. I do what I do, and I like to have fun. It's going to be entertaining. I may get my little rap on, channel man a larky lark. I go maybe dark, not really, and I'm not a mark. Fuck you, Drake Younger. So What? You're facing a rapper. There's no way in hell Mikey Mike isn't coming out to play. Hey, man. I mean, if it went with Teddy, you know what I'm saying, to get my beatbox on, I cannot, man. I cannot, man. I'll tear my head backwards. Evolution's fucking beautiful, bruh. Stick the tongue out, man. We gotta have fun with this. Uh, also, for the first time, the Jester has called out the Kingpin. Problem is, Demon S ripped out his tongue at Promomania, so will I get my wish and resurrect a shape? 
place your bets and we'll find out. Plus, the Knowledge Championship will be on the line as Moses defends his other title under double or nothing rules against the winner of the first ever Ring of Games, which takes place on the Promo Slam pre-launch show on August 17th. Double or nothing rules means very easily, very simply, the champion has to double the challenger's score in the final. You do get a little more time now. Uh, it's double or nothing in two weeks, August 17th and 19th. Go to matchracing.net slash promoslam2021 for more information. Can I just say I like how you said that over there? Well, I get what I want, Dazzy Dangerously, when you were Give talking about Amir. Uh, yes, but also with the way you had that little twang to it, you reminded me of Goldust, friggin' Dustin Rose and TNA. That is why I hit you in the back of your head, Chris Harris. He's growing over you. He's trying to take my spot. That's what you sounded like right there. Dustin Rhodes cutting on Chris Harris before Black Rain there, sir. <laughs> wow. Uh, That's great. <laughs> He's going to kick his leg from his other leg. <laughs> no. Can we do that again? <laughs> We're live, pal. Oh my god, fucking yeah. Oh. It's the Ultimate Finesse, your girl's favorite wrestler, and you are watching Max Wrestling Podcast. And now, we're gonna take it to the Max! Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. This is the voice of Killer Cross. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here, and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. What's up everybody, this is AJ Kirsch, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Hey yo, what up, it's Darby Allen, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse. Giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. And right about now, we're about to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. And we're about to take it to the max. Before we go back to topics, you are listening to Max Wrestling. We are. Available in audio form on all podcast platforms, including SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and CastBox. Cast Bizarre! Lee. Yep. <laughs> all right. Now, Mike. Yo. Ah. <sighs> You've done some mini rants so far. I'm pretty sure you're going to have another one right now. Uh, yep. When I say two words to you, well, two words, one name. Okay. Max Caster. Okay. As a man from Long Island and has seen a lot of creative pro shows, and this is where this young man came from, same with MJF and Kristen Statlander and my boy Bronson of Bear Country. He can F right off. And the reason why I say this, too, is when he's talking about Simone Biles and he's talking about a joke from... Here's the thing. Also, I love Matt Seidel's face because that joke was, like, from 2006 when that incident happened at Duke University, the rape joke that he made. Mm. And with what this woman is going through for Simone Biles, with mental health, that's not something to joke about. And I remember listening on PW Insider to Dave Sure, He's 
Khan needs to realize it's not 1995 anymore and let this shit go. I know Tony has said he's going to edit the shows and make sure this doesn't happen, but this dude needs a fucking talking to. He's just the guy that's going to go out there and just be like, you know what, I'm going to say some shit, and I don't care because, you know what, if it offends you, who doesn't doesn't matter because I'm getting heat and I'm a heel. You can't use that excuse because what he said was absolutely idiotic and deplorable, and it was disrespectful. Another thing I didn't like is when he was talking about Julia Hart and Julia's, he was going to say vagina, but he's, you know, Anthony Bones is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That girl is 19 years old. All right. Still, it, it made it felt dirty. I didn't feel good. And AEW Dark Man, they got to do something with that. I was not a fan of that. But then again, also on NXT, we had Io Shirai and friggin' Zoe Stark and the worst thing bonding over sushi. Oh, are you a friend of Io's? No, we just speak the same language. This week with segments and that pissed me the fuck off. We had that bullshit on NXT. And we had Max Caster's dumbass on AEW Dark. But yeah, with regards to Max Caster, just let him go. Let Anthony Bowens be a solo star, and he can just fuck right out. Go ahead. You, at I know the very awesome. minimum, the very minimum. Stop giving him a microphone. Well, he's supposed to be this rapper. This is what he is. He's that SoundCloud rapper. He's Platinum Max. He. This is legit. What he does, he raps. So they made him the gimmick that he actually is. He raps. Yeah, so did Cena, yeah, so but he did. didn't offend people every week. Okay, first and foremost, John Cena said y'all could suck my friggin' mic to the crowd, dick. And he had said some things too, but here's the thing about John Cena. <laughs> it was a, it, This was 2003, all right? Eight Mile had just come out a year prior. This is the time period for rap, and we saw a lot of people on the come up. So, I mean, it felt right with the times. It's 2021. He can't be saying shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and the, the, the thing the, is with the controversy, it's not the first time Max Caster's crossed the line. Well, the Governor Cuomo line, and I, yes, I know what's going on now with Andrew Cuomo over, over there in New York, but still, he says a lot of shit that he shouldn't say. Yeah, he also made a joke about uh, Lady Gaga's dog walker getting shot. Yep, or, or oral sessions. Renee wants us for that oral sessions. And then Moxley just mollywhopped for Anthony Bowens. But it was great because they both had deserved it. But still, he says a lot of shit, isn't it? Mo, what do you think about Platinum Max there on AEW Dark saying what he said about Simone Biles and the whole thing with uh, the, the Duke University, the rape joke? Okay, so I've said this about this dude like 100,000 times. Yep. Uh, like, I'm not a fan. I'm just, I'm just not a fan. You, like I said, you look like a giant version of Russell Wilson. You probably <laughs> can't throw the ball. Um, and you know, you fucking and 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 I, I swear to God, I mean, call it, could just call it me being a stubborn guy or whatever. You fucking, you're, you're a wannabe John Cena. I, I'm sorry. That's that's how me as a 20 plus year wrestling fan sees you. You're a John Cena wannabe. Okay. You're Kurt Angle doing the thing. But like, it, rather than doing it one time, that you've made a fucking career out of it, which whatever. Hey, more power to you there, that giant wet Russell Wilson. But the 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 line the line stepping like the the one with oral sessions and shit like that one I get it. This is the name of the show. It's a it's like the totally that easy jab to make, and then you know Moxie gave him a receipt. That's what you fucking get. It is what it is. I don't know where the fucking line is, though, on where this kid can say what he wants to say and what he can't fucking say. Why are you cool with making rape jokes, dude? Which in any wanna... way, shape, or form. Because, no, the first one that caught me is he said anything about Duke, I turned the fucking thing off. <laughs> I, I was like, he was, they were like, oh, he's in some hot water this week. Listen to this rap. And he was like, oh, some of I was like, the Duke University. I was like, bro, like, really? 
like that whole squad, that whole lacrosse team, like, are you kidding? Like, that's a joke. That's you're meant that that's supposed to be funny. Apparently, like, how is that supposed to be funny? An entire program got shut down. The college world got shocked. College yep. sports were were never the same after that. And this is a joke to you. This is because you want to garner heat. Baby boy, there is some. There's a guy that garnered so much heat. He got the only kind of heat there that he can get. It's called X Pac heat. It's called go away heat. That's all you have. That's all you're garnering. Go away. Go the fuck away. Beyond Wrestling told him to fuck off. If be if if a small promotion like Beyond Wrestling is willing to pull your contract over some bullshit you're saying, mm-hmm. you need to change what you're fucking saying. See, yeah, I get it. You're you're signed by AEW. That's fantastic. TK pulled your episode. He'll pull yep. it again. And then the next time, you're fired. And I can't wait for it. See, what's interesting about that is, too, that Mo brings up a great point. Like, that is a very known independent wrestling that company that Max has wrestled as. And when Beyond Wrestling is like, no, after what you said, we don't have to worry with you. That that says it. That says it right there. The proof is yeah, in the book. They, they may be small, but everybody wrestles at Beyond. Yep. Everybody. And also, looking at the case, man, here's the thing. What a lot, what a lot of people didn't get it. Also, I mean, it's a very well-known case. But Matt Seidel's face said, "I'm like, dude, you're making a reference to 2006, okay? Not a lot of people were born then when that happened, but it's still a very pivotal case that it happened." Again, happen. don't be making jokes about 15 fucking years ago about something serious. I know. Like, if you're willing to piss off the brown eye guy with your stupid raps, like, dude, like, like. Oh my God! You know, I I swear to God, I'm at the point where it's I want him to say one more stupid thing, and they just fire them. Mo, he's a SoundCloud rapper. Okay, this is what That's we get. That's fine. <laughs> then do your stupid shit on SoundCloud. Get it off my television set. Make fun of the what, what they're wearing. Make fun of how Matt Seidel slipped off the rope. That's what you oh. can do. It's you know, call fucking call Moxley Dean Ambrose. You know, fucking. What, there's other ways to take honest jabs that'll get you a a decent pop. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, there is. I swear to God, there is. Well, you, you don't can, have to be going making rape jokes, bud. You, you can. And also, this ain't the first one. You could also make a point at him, like Max Caster was Bobby Lashley's sister and one of those extras back in there. Remember when he was doing? Yep. Son of a bitch. I forgot about that. Fuck. Well, that's what I'm saying. People can make shit about him, too. Talk about the acclaimed. Like, uh, Anthony Bowens is so talented, and I feel bad for Anthony Bowens because he has to be associated with that dickwad. Hey, Mini David Otunga. Mini David Otunga, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, we've seen that before, and I mean, God rest the show, Chad Gaspar. JTG has talked about, you know, Shad is the one that got him a lot of heat because Shad is just, like, very blunt, and he'll say what he wants, and I love Shad Gaspar. Again, being here. Yeah, but he never said anything like this. I know, but I'm saying we're in the case of, you know, tag team partners that are freaking guilty by association. But what Shad did was never as extreme to what fucking friggin' Max Caster's doing. It's the shame when Sean and Marty had beef, but Marty Jannetty, as much as Marty Jannetty is fucked up, we didn't see that with him and Sean. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. I, I find it crazy that he said so much shit on Dynamite. And yeah, people complain, but nothing really happened about it. Mm-mm. One one rap on dark, which not I'll, not everybody watches, and Correct. shit hits the fan. 
Well, again, look at the magnitude of what he said. Yep, a rape joke and friggin'. I mean, again, like uh-huh. I said, what did he? What all did he say on Dynamite? He made the oral, the oral sessions joke. Yep. Which again, I again, I'm a hundred percent behind that one because the fact is, is that's the name of the fucking show. Yes. Goddamn right, I'm gonna make a joke out of it. And guess what? My boy took a receipt because of it. Yes, he did. Oh well, that's part of the game. <laughs> so. But like. No, with the rape jokes, like it's the, not, it's not health. funny, and the mental health thing because Simone Biles is is very topical in the news, and again, you yeah. should not make a joke out of mental health. And you know, with the rape joke, did you not see what happened to Sammy Guevara? Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank and you. That wasn't even a a recent joke. That was a historical joke. That was I was about to say that was before he was even relevant in the wrestling world. That was five years ago. Yep. When he said bingo holes, baby. Mm-hmm. And well, then the Io Shirai Zoe Stark segment on NXT got everybody up in an uproar. Oh. Like, I mean, uh, what? <laughs> first yeah, of all, I, I would have reacted exactly the same way as Zoe to all the sushi. Keep all, yeah. keep all that seafood away from me. As you saw this week, I went to a seafood restaurant and ordered pizza and chicken. First and foremost, you don't you like saw- sushi? No. Hold on. Ah, yeah. I, I, I want my fish cooked. I gotta say this. So that's like me when I go to a steakhouse. Sometimes I already order, order steak. I order a burger. I eat a burger at a steakhouse. I can, I can, no, I can. Whoa, have wait, it comes from the same animal. What, that's no, cool. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> what in the hell have I gotten into over here? <laughs> if I don't want a steak, sometimes I'll get a burger at a steakhouse, and then people look no, at you. I go to a steakhouse for a steak. But I'm saying, sometimes they also got burgers there. They got a couturement, Moses Marquez, the couturement. I understand that, but what's it's, is is it a burger house or is it a steak house? But I'm saying, bro, there's house. a house. If it's a house with food, I want something. Like if, I'm going to, like if I'm going to Texas Roadhouse, all right, I'm either getting the porterhouse or I'm getting the prime rib. Steakhouses are expensive. If I, if I want a burger, I'm not going to a steakhouse for one. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna go that's to the five, other thing, too. You're going to go to Five Guys. Are you going to be like I'm Chet? definitely going to Five Guys. Are you going to be like Chad and wait for your order to be 69 because he's a fucking 10-year-old? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I, I got to do this. Now you see, Max Caster, that I'm kind of joke you five can make. Guys. Hey, what number are you guys at? We're at 64. All right, uh, I'll be back. <laughs> You're in five guys waiting in line because you just won 69. That's a, that's, a, that's a joke you can make, Max. Yes, yes, you can. There you go. Oh Jesus! And I love Chad, by the way, you ten-year-old. Anyway, I digress. So, I can... <laughs> so when it comes to that, I was jealous of you, man. Freaking posting your free... with your pizza and your chicken and your all that good stuff. No, man, was... I'm not gonna lie, that pizza uh, looked pretty good for season. Good. Yeah, good. I mean, pizza's life. I'm with that. Yep. Okay, where where were we up to? Okay, yeah. So the the, the segment on NXT. It was all going great, actually, until that final... It was a nice comedy segment. Uh, She's like, are you, in, are you and EO are related? No, I, we yeah. just speak the same language. And, then and I'm... that last line. <laughs> oh! What the... So, help. are we taking bets on which line Road Dog wrote for that segment? <laughs> no, because we know he did all of it. Uh, oh, you didn't know? <laughs> It'll be funny if they're Road friends Dog just because they both speak it. Japanese. Oh my god. (laughs) 
I bet you. I bet you when he wrote that skit, and he walked right up to fucking um, what's his face? Oh god, what is his name? Uh, the dude from High and Tie. That's like the commentator now. Oh, the Japanese what? side. Oh, the what? Oh, Funaki. Oh yeah. Thank you, Funaki. Smackdown number oh, one on Amazon. Funaki, like, hey, I bet you this is hilarious, huh? And he's like, yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> like, <"What's> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Oh, it was just it, it was so bad and I'm like why are we doing this but okay oh, it's, it's you know that they're going to try to I make mean, NXT like Raw and Smackdown now and it's just going to be like NXT is going to be so unwatchable because they're going to try to make it like the main roster and it's going to piss me off let, let's be honest the whole segment really was kind of uh, a little edgy to begin with because how do I befriend a Japanese lady I know I'll take her to a sushi restaurant Facts. Nah, it'd been way worse if they went to go get ramen. <laughs> Every, mostly everybody likes sushi. You know what that reminds me That's of? not true. I don't like it. I, I live on shit. ramen, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have okay. you had, like, real ramen, though? Uh, I mean, it, it's cheap. Not, so. not, not, not in a package. Like, like, where they make it for real. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's, it's pre-packed. But, oh, hell. Uh, if... if if there's some someone around here that makes it fresh, I'll I'll go. Yeah, you should totally look around. Like so, if you, because I mean, especially out there, I know there's got to be some kind of people that are down. Yeah, probably in the big cities. Uh, you you, WWE, see what you've done. You make us talk about food. So, yeah, goddamn it. <laughs> I tried not to laugh because Moses, like, yeah, I'm not a sushi guy. First and foremost, I went to the uh, New Grand Buffet over there in Islandia, on Long Island, New York, back in the day. I hated sushi. I tried it. I'm like, how do friggin' people eat this? Because it's become all right. So we had a um, restaurant out there called the Beach Street on Long Island, which was like five to ten minutes from my his house. And then they friggin' tore it down like a bunch of sons of bitches that they are. And now it's a friggin' sushi place. And I'm like, you fuckers! I was enjoying having a burger and friggin' good stuff at that place, and now you turned into a goddamn sushi place. Fuck yourselves. So it's one of those things where I was not a fan of that. So I understand the whole sushi thing. And ramen can't go wrong with some ramen, man. There you go. Now, also in NXT, uh, the love. Wait, oh, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> I forgot one thing. I apologize for interrupting you, Dazarino. So that line where we're talking about the sushi and Eo and Zoe Stark reminds me of when Mr. Kennedy was the United States champion in 2006. He had a WWE.com show called Kennedy Declares, and he was talking about when Tom Cruise was with Katie Holmes and they named their baby Surrey. He said it sounded like something off the poo poo platter. That's <laughs> what that freaking segment reminded me of. Sounded like something off the poo poo platter. <laughs> platter. Uh, you say poo poo platter, I just think of Keenan and Cal. We'll take the right. poo poo platter. The, what the what the poo poo platter? <laughs> yes! I don't want no poo poo. I don't want no poo poo. <laughs> yeah. And God, I love Keenan and Kel. Oh, me too. Uh, yeah. So, also in NXT. Uh, oh, did you know? Uh, I don't think Chad's ever heard of Keenan and Kel, but he's seen the movie. Or maybe, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Well, hold that, on, wait that's, so, that's totally a Chad thing to do. Wait a minute. Hold on. Chad, your Sounds ass like better Chad. watch some Keenan and Kel. And number two, they did have that movie. Keenan and Kel, Two Heads Are Better Than None. That was the last yeah. um, movie. Yep. It was Bell a great movie. Burl. It was a great movie. It was. It's on YouTube. Stay away say... from Rockville. Stay away. Yes. If Chad has not seen it, I did find the link on YouTube. You send him that link. Yes, get on it. That It's a, it's a hidden gem. Oh. Now, 
Uh, also in NXT, yeah, this is the third time I tried to go into this story. <laughs> uh, love blossomed between Index, despite Johnny Gargano getting the win. Oh, yeah, Index in there with the love. They, they cute. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> I, I uh, never thought I'd want to be Dexter Loomis in my life. No, that, that was like the sloppiest kiss ever. Oh, yeah, there was a, uh, yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, we couldn't see because her hair was covering the whole thing, but it was pretty much like she was just licking his face. That's cool. <laughs> right, since, you said, since you said licking, I got to do it. There you go. I mean, if there was a microphone close enough to the ring, that's what we would have heard. Yep, <laughs> yes. Right. You're not wrong. <laughs> but, um... Uh, kind of interesting to see where we're going to go from this because the whole point of the match was if Gargano wins, he has to give uh, uh, she has to leave Loomis alone, and if Loomis won, then uh, Gargano would have to give him a chance. But Gargano won, she runs back to the ring, pretty much tackles Loomis. Yeah, it was like a like a Fez press. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Come give me a loop Fez press. Right? I was like, oh, okay, well, goddamn. <laughs> uh, just but yeah, make out. So where 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 do we go now? I mean, they, they're gonna have to have another match. They're, they're gonna have a Indy on a pole. Fucking... No, oh my god. <laughs> Wait, that's a different kind of thing. You I can do it. I can see you screaming. That, that just went to a whole different place. I got no problem with that, man. So as someone who interviews people in the adult entertainment industry, man, sometimes you got to get up on that pole and get up off that thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Calling out around the world, are you ready for a brand new beat? Summer's here and the time is right for dancing in the street. My goodness gracious. You get in that street, Andy Hartwell. Y'all get in the street. They want to make love in the road. It's like Corey and Topanga. Or in the road. Yep. (laughs) Andy Hartwell. Yes, she does. Yeah, I know, that was terrible. So, TakeOver 36 is my guess for a rematch. Um, and, you know, if you want to do it properly, let's make it a ladder match. Mm-hmm. I like ladder matches. Because, um, I, I, like, next week you'd be like, but I won the match, you're not supposed to be doing anything with him. Yeah, I wasn't ready. I wasn't <laughs> ready. <laughs> so. Okay, Kevin Hart, I will say this. As far as the women go, at least they did something right because Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, that video package was amazing, and I can't wait to see that match. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. There was a lot of good advertising on NXT this week. There were some good matches, but there was some great advertising. Uh, I absolutely Mm -hmm. cannot wait for... uh, What am I... For Dakota and Raquel. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, long-term booking. I like it. And then, of course, Raquel will more than likely be going to the main roster. The lame roster. Can I just say one thing? The lame roster. Can I just say one thing about Raquel Gonzalez that she has me jealous? Let's just say lame roster. Yes. I got to say. Oh, I'm jealous of Braun Strowman because he gets to be with that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I remember. Raquel Gonzalez, I think. What? Yeah, they're dating. I thought he was with like some other broad, but whatever. Well, he was with I think what's her face, uh, Camille, who was in a NWA, and who's now with Bram. So yeah, now he's with the uh, now he's with Raquel Gonzalez. All right, All right I see you, Braun. Go ahead, Braun. She's getting them hands. 
Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Bring innuendos it. this week, people. That's right. She's getting a little bit more than just man. <laughs> we could say hands, we could say finger popping, but we don't want to be gimmick infringement on Ricochet, so I'll be quiet mm-hmm. now. That's right. Uh, another innuendo. When they're done and she goes to get off, does he just yell, I'm not finished with you? Hey! <laughs> hey! All right. Uh, thank you, WWE, for that line. <laughs> uh, you can send your complaints to Max Wrestling at... <laughs> <laughs> Ah. We all a bunch of pervs, and we say in the words, good. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on to AEW. We already we already talked about Max Caster, but uh, um, first of all, Hangman seems to have split from the Dark Order after losing the uh, no. the match last week. I, I mean, I get it. He wants I to prove cry. himself on his own. Um, and I thought it was great how. The Elite beat Hangman down, and Dark Order tried to run down, but then, um, who was it, Uno and, was it Reynolds? Stu Grayson. Grayson trying to hold everybody back. No, 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 he wants to do it on his own. Let him get his ass kicked. Yeah, I mean, they, like I said, Uno even said himself, he's like, if this is what he wants, like, well, we need to give him what he wants. He wants his space, so they give him his space, and then he just gets fucking de- destroyed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, don't you turn your back on him. But, but uh, it's, again, it's, I mean, they're still building this thing, but now it's, now he's going to, he's probably going to be off TV for a little bit. Yeah. And now it seems the all out main event will be Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega. Eh. I, I don't expect I'm, Christian to win. I expect uh, Omega to I win and then we match. get Punk. I expect a good match though. Oh yeah, something 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 worth bragging about. I'll definitely give it that. Yeah, it'll definitely be a great match and a fresh match. Fresh as hell, baby. I like that. So I mean, I mean, there there is some upside to this. Um, I mean, this is obviously another one of those ones you go in knowing damn well that Christian ain't winning. I mean, he's not gonna win and then like immediately lose to Punk or something like that's not gonna happen. But like, and then like I said, that that keeps being the question asked: is what all is Punk gonna do? Is he gonna wrestle right away? Is he gonna be like a commentator? Is like, what's the deal here? Well, he's not gonna be a commentator on Rampage. We know that much. You know, but I mean, hell, for all I know, like maybe he's the guy that replaces Jr. or something. Eh. I'm just saying, I don't. I don't know the idea of him as a wrestler. I, I'm sure is what he's coming back for, but I'm leaving all doors open because heaven forbid, you know what I mean? Like I know D is coming to wrestle. That's for damn sure. And, but he's not coming until what? Like September. Uh, well, I, I assume they both coming in September for uh, all out. Well, I mean, we got the well, no, no, Chicago page first. Yeah, it's like in August or something. The 20th. August. There you go, the 20th. Something that's like two weeks before all out. Oh, there you go. Hold on. Now, what is pretty cool is we're also going to have the Impact World Tag Team titles defended next week with Evil Uno and Stu Grayson against the Good Brothers. Yeah, so they don't get an AEW Tag Team title shot, but they can have an Impact Tag Team title right? shot. Sure. <laughs> well, did you see the other Impact news that came out, guys? No. So Josh Alexander oh, was yeah. on Homecoming. He beat Black Taurus, and he challenged Kenny Omega for Bound for Glory. Did he? 
Yeah, he, he. what happened was Impact released an unseen promo on social media following the match where Alexander challenged AEW to give them their best at Bound for Glory. And he said, that is another title offense in the books here at Impact Homecoming. Josh Alexander began, Black Taurus, you are AAA's best. If we look at my title reign, I've beaten someone from New Japan that's supposedly the best. Someone from AAA who's supposedly the best. I have run through the entire Impact X division, so maybe I need to look elsewhere. We're talking about all these different promotions coming in at Bound for Glory. Well, AEW AEW, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I'm saying you give me your best and we will see which division matters most in this company. He's coming for Kenny Omega, baby. No, he's going for Sammy Guevara. <laughs> okay. Well, no, he was talking about defending his X division title against anybody in AEW. That's true, but I'm just saying, man. No, I don't think he's going to go shooting. after Kenny. I mean, I mean, I'm sure within time, he, him and Kenny are going to be a thing, but we'll see how that whole fucking thing goes. And then by the pie there, Playboy, you beat you beat fucking uh you goddamn uh well who the fuck did he beat Kojima? Oh you beat you beat Koji. Koji <laughs> well, Koji was a one time champ. Like, fuck out of here, Koji ain't the best. He ain't beat nobody special. He ain't beat no fucking Ishii. All right, he ain't beat no goddamn Naito, no Kenta. So shut the fuck up on that one there, bub. And Black Taurus, are you kidding me? He's the best AAA has to offer. You ever heard of the fucking Psycho Clowns? You fuck murder clown. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Jesus. No, no, fucking, he beat Phantasma. Hano over there would probably whip his ass. Wait, no, he beat Phantasma. Yeah, fuck yeah. Sorry, not good but Phantasma. Okay, fine, whatever. Best of the super guy, whatever. You beat you beat one of the, you beat the junior champ. Congrats. Well, he also just got a win, too. He wrestled on uh, New Japan Strong. He defeated Alex Coughlin, did Mr. Uh, Josh Alexander. Oh, well, that's Josh Coughlin. Um, I mean, you also mentioned Triple A. Yep. Uh, Triple Mania is next week. Yes, it oh, is. Well, we got Kenny Omega defending the Mega Championship against Andrade. Andrade. It seems like forever ago that match was booked. I think this is where Kenny finally loses a belt. Yeah. And we got Fab uh, Fabi Apache against Deanna Perrazzo. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Psycho Clown against Ray Escorpion and Elucha de Arcosas Masters here. Yeah. Uh, Drago versus Mamba, Mr. Iguana, and TBA. Uh, Los Luchos Brothers. Uh, Phoenix and Pentagon against Hio yep. del Vikingo and Laredo Kid and Taurus and someone oh, else. Oh, it's going to be fucking gnarly. And we Team also Tri got a Marvel yes. Lucha Libre exhibition with. Oh, yeah, they have these TBA. every year. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> so last year, last year it was uh, Christian Cage uh, in a cut. No, not Christian Cage. Pause. Uh, Brian Cage. Keep yep. mixing the goddamn cages up. And uh, there was. Who else was it? Somebody else really popular. I forget. Oh, in the, yeah. in the in the exhibition. Yeah, in the in the uh, the whole Marvel thing, they yeah. were there. Uh, they were it was like Brian. I swear it was Brian Cage and other dudes. I can't remember who. Uh, I don't know. Oh, um, it was Black Tarus. I think it was Black Tarus. Yeah. Yeah, Can I just say the other thing I will say about Fabi Apache? I was well just going back to her for a second. Like she wrestled in Impact a couple times on their Mexico tour about like a couple years ago. I will say this about her: I cannot believe that that she's like the Sumi Sakai of AAA. She's like forty. She's been wrestling since '98, and she's a veteran. And now she's going to face Diana. So I mean, hey. Mm -hmm. Is Diana ever going to lose that title? <laughs> no. Eventually, maybe not. <laughs> Well, Probably they did the not. thing with Sue Young now and Kimberly, where Sue Young like possessed Kimberly, and she's acting like an undead bride now. So I mean, Sue, uh, Susan is back to being Sue Young, and Kimberly's like her new undead bride. Diana Perrazzo, as far as the knockouts title, man, I mean, she beat Thunder Rosa. I don't know where the hell we go from here now. 
I mean, they, they're literally going to have to hire somebody huge, 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 huge. to come in and uh, take the title from Diana because she's she just unstoppable. Yeah, she ain't losing that belt yet. I mean, it's strong booking, but there's also, like, no competition. Like, well, her, no, well, I mean, no, no disrespect to anybody in the knockout division, but really nobody is on Diana's level. Well, I mean, looking at the uh, homecoming thing that we didn't predict because it was friggin' Pre-taped. spoiled. Yes, her and um, friggin' what's-his-face, Aiden English, won the uh, homecoming king and queen at the homecoming thing. And, I mean, out of the all participants that I could see, I mean, she could go against her best friend, one of her best friends, and Miss Chelsea Green. There's someone that, that we haven't seen on Impact, so Chelsea Green could be viable. I mean, the, other, the only other person I could think of that's in the division right now is Alicia Edwards, and God, no. No. No, thank you. I don't want that Boston <laughs> accent. Moses does it so eloquently. Go ahead, Moses. Boston what accent. What do you do? What do you do? You go to read the Boston. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have nobody for friggin' poor Deanna. And I mean, the other, I mean, the I'm going, to, passion... I'm going to cheers for a drink. Yes. I mean, that's baby... for you. There you go. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. That works. I mean, Fabi Apache is not going to beat her at freaking Triple Mania. You know Deanna's going to get it and win all the gold. I mean, the only other thing I could do is, I mean, they're doing the thing with Empower, and I mean, I'd love to see her and Mickey James go at it. That'd be pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be the thing. That or it'll end up being um, another one of those things where it's uh, like, uh, fuck, I can't, I, what is, we just talked about fucking the NWA Women's Champion, Broad. Uh, what the fuck is her name? Oh, there's Serena Deeb, there's Thunder Rosa. No, the new one. Sure, not sure, man. What the fuck? Who's the <laughs> the big lady that just showed up on goddamn AEW? Oh, friggin' Layla. No, not Layla Hirsch. Who was the one? Layla Hirsch is facing her. It's um, Camille. 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 Yes, Camille. I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll do her and Deanna, and then maybe it'll end up being her and Mickey. I think Mickey will probably be the one that wins that belt off of her. It'll just be an old vet. Mm, hardcore just country. Just be a big old fuck you. Hardcore country. Can I also just say one thing because it has to do with AEW? So the whole thing. It, with, it better not be hardcore country. <laughs> no. So it had to do with the Nick Gage thing with the Dominoes. Matt Cardona is such a fucking hell. He <laughs> he ordered Dominoes and freaking posted it on his Instagram. I fucking love me some Matt Cardona. Oh, you Matt know Cardona what? Ad ran right during Dynamite last night instead of Dominoes. What did they yeah. Run? Little Caesars. Oh well, friggin' yes, pizza, pizza. <laughs> No, that's not the best part. You guys missed the best part. Oh, my God. So uh, Matt Cardona uh, decided, I guess, he was going to go out of his way to help get uh, PBR Pat's Blue Ribbon beer, an ad spot on AEW. And so guess what played instead of Domino's? Pat's Blue Ribbon beer ad featuring both (laughs) Chelsea Green and the fucking greatest hardcore wrestler ever. The GCW World Champion Matt Cardona. <laughs> I fucking love Cardona. He is the man, the fucking man. Oh my god! I always knew I liked the woo 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 for something. Uh, that dude is amazing. Uh, fucking that guys, that guy is awesome right now. Well, Domino's. Well, I mean, here's the thing with AEW, and I'm just gonna say this right now. <laughs> If you're gonna do shit like that, I mean, if they lose their sponsorship with Domino's, now we got little little Caesars. They don't know whose ads are playing. I'm just saying, man. They they don't line this shit up. I know, but I'm (laughs) just saying. Somebody wants to look, bro. Like, but no, for real. For all these marks out there that want to like get upset about this thing, yell at TNT. 
Yep. This isn't on AEW. AEW doesn't get a handful of commercials. Let me organize these. No. They fucking are run by TNT, who then runs ads. Yep. Yell at Put TNT. Put me an ad. Pizza cutter, here's some Domino's. That's... I can't look at Domino's the I same I still love right it, now. though. I can't look at Domino's so the same. Great. That's the thing. I can't look at Domino's the same now, because all the image I have is friggin' Jericho getting the pizza cutter on his head. Oh, I did see a TikTok of this, though. Swear to God, a guy was watching it, and he was like, well, that can't be right, because they almost never cut my pizza. I fucking died. <laughs> I fucking died. Well, I mean, you could also have the Papa John's guy who's friggin' all over the place, and he's like, he, he needs, like, fucking decaf. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna go over there. Let me deliver the pizza. Or friggin' you got friggin' Shaq dressing up where it's like, hot. Homeboy's gun. It's all about Shaq now. Yeah, it's friggin'. <laughs> yes, which we already know that it's Shaq just like that. He goes, how'd you know it was me? It's like, I knew it was you. If I get better. Oh, the fuck do I not know it's you? Like, look at the size of you. Right. Fucking Papa John's and shit. Hey, man, we have Godfather's Pizza here down south, which is a, like, hot commodity. But when you go up north, man, nobody's looking at no Godfather's Pizza, man. Nobody you have Godfather's Pizza out here in San Diego. Do you really? Yeah, in the actual city of San Diego. Is it popular? Um, it's, it is definitely a small eatery. Well, no, it's not in uh, San Diego. It's in like little Italy. Okay. Um, it's, it's not the most pop. It used to be the most popular, uh, back when I was like a kid. If you, if you try to go to Godfather's pizza on the weekend, good fucking luck, bud. Good fucking luck. But like now as I'm an adult, it's not as bad. It's, I think it's what it is. They stopped selling by the slice. People got mad at that. You know what it like, I just want to fucking slice. Well, yeah, that was the cool thing. It's because you, you, you're you hanging out in Little Italy. If you're not trying to, like, hang out all day long and just, like, you know, you just want to walk, you get a, you get a nice slice and you fucking just hang out and, you know, pull New York and San Diego. It's kind of nice. Yep. That's I've, They stopped I've, doing that. And I'm like, God damn, I just want a slice. Oh, that's the thing, too. As someone who is in Little Italy, when you have the pizza corner on the uh, pizza shop on the corner, then you can just walk around like Moses said in New York. That's like the best from the overall tourist perspective. And then the other thing, too, man, is like here in South Carolina, we have the ultimate California pizza, the perfect pizza picky people love, as the jingle goes. Oh, and that place sucks. But it's right around the corner from Kirk's Ice Cream Parlor. So you got pizza and ice cream all in one vicinity. That place Daz, if you ever come to America, don't you ever go to a fucking yeah, California Pizza Yeah, don't go to Ultimate kitchen. California Pizza, the perfect right. pizza people love. I'm going straight to Five Guys. boy. <laughs> there you go. Um, so you know how earlier we damned a uh, WWE for making us talk about food? Yes. <laughs> and now A-Dub. Now and A-Dub. Surprisingly, we thing. got off of this off of a beer and pizza commercial. Yeah. Yep. And we did help somehow talk about beer. <laughs> Maybe it's just a wrestling thing. Wrestling fans like their food. Dude, we, we really do, though. We had WWE The World, where they show, where they friggin' yeah. sold all those meatball sandwiches in New York, yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've never, I've never been to New that. York, and even I'm pissed that they closed that place down. You too. I never got to go. Never got to go either. Never got to shop. Never got to have a meatball sandwich or anything off that place, fuckers. Yeah, sons of bitches, yeah. Sons of bitches. Um, to, get, to get back on uh, topic here, fucking Hoovy did not age a day. No. This no. fucking guy. Jesus. And who the hell the is Hoobie? Time these guys wrestled was like 99, and Hoobie looks like just like he's right out of 99. Yeah. What the hell? It was, also, I love the Super Judas effect. Oh, right? That was fucking cool. Because when he said, like, you got to win the match by doing a top rope move, I was expecting, like, a moonsault or something. Nope. Same. Fucking flying Judas effect. No, I thought I thought uh, Frog Splash. I was like, he's going to get an homage to Eddie. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Nope. Fucking no, spinning elbow cool. off the back, off the friggin' top rope. Very unique. Yes. Um, and labor number four is unsurprisingly against Wardlow. Mm-hmm. So who do we think the fifth is going to be? Uh, the fifth is MJF, right? Yes. No. No. Wait a minute. You yeah. got to go through five labors to get to him. Oh, okay. I thought I could have sworn MJF said the fifth labor. Oh, maybe JR said it. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's. I mean, my, I mean, that's my guess is that still, he's got one more after Wardlow. Like, still to me, none of them are worse than going through what he did with Nick Gage. Oh wait, what about uh, what Facts. about Ultimo Dragon? Him and uh, Jericho type bringing Ultimo Dragon next after friggin' who be bringing oh, Ultimo? Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh, just don't grease the ramp. If you want my inner kid to pop like a fucking <laughs> son of a gun, you bring out the Ultimo Dragon. Holy fucking balls! I would go bananas. You know what? Him or Muda? Mm-hmm. You can bring Muda in. Well, here's uh, labor I, I number five: a debate with Jim Cornette. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about that, man. Like, they did the death match, and then they did the flying, uh, the the move off the top. And now we got Wardlow. I like Wardlow, but I'm saying, isn't that kind of like back-ass backwards, though? Wouldn't it you want to see the death? Okay. That's, see, that's I what I, I mean. But, 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 but at the same time, it, it just makes Wardlow look like that bigger of a, uh, like a, a stomp, a stopping ground. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's cool. You beat the hardcore guy. Yeah, that's cool. You beat the dude who was relevant 22 years ago. Can you beat this giant monster guy? Well, that's the thing. Also, somebody was making, well, somebody was going to make the joke like, "What is he going to face, Dean Malenko next?" And I'm like, "No, yeah, no, Dean Malenko can't even wrestle anymore." I think Dean Malenko has like Parkinson's. I know, but doesn't he have Parkinson's now? Oh, I hope uh, not. I know he's working as a uh, an agent. Is it Parkinson's? I think you're right. I think it is Parkinson's. Yeah, because my dad was like, "You know that Dean Malenko has Parkinson's?" I'm like, "What? Fucking Dean Malenko's got Parkinson's?" And I looked it up. And I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, poor Dean Malenko, man. Yeah, that poor guy. Damn. Well, he's 61 now. Dean Malenko is 61 now. Holy shit. Nah. Damn. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, joining us just in time to defend his world title and maybe to discuss his final topic. I doubt he's seen it yet. But uh, it is the current reigning and defending Max Wrestling World Champion, The Phoenix. How's everyone doing? Good. We're a lot Good. more awake than you were, pal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're more sober than me as well. Hey, attaboy. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, Admittedly, that is why I'm late. I'm a little bit hungover. So. Uh, he, Love he, this guy. He's not an alcoholic, people. He works nights. Just clarify. Just, just clarify. I work nights in Morrison's. Yeah, that, that deserves a drink. I was about yes. to say, we got to pull a 2017 where he's drinking on air and then he goes, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's it's funnier because we record in like early afternoon, but yeah. Yep. So the final topic, of course, last night, um, Cody never puts anybody over, but oh, he so got his ass kicked by Malachi Black last night. Mm-hmm. Not only so he got his teeth kicked into the top row. Doesn't put anyone over. Bullshit. Yeah. He but Malachi kicked this fucking dude's face off. <laughs> He kicked him so hard he tried to retire. It's great. Oh, oh it was so awesome. It was, I was like, this guy's really doing this. He's really taking his boots off. I, and then Malachi comes back with a chair. You look at here, you little son of a bitch. You're not <laughs> taking my spot. I actually couldn't tell if he was, like, playing it or if he really got his bell rung from how he was talking. 
Yeah. No, so. if you if you watch if you play the replay, the ball of his foot lands right on the button of his chin. <sighs> and it, yeah, he ate it. He got a good one. That's why he waited. Like I'm sure he was like, "Oh shit, is he out? I better fucking not cover him." <laughs> and then freaking Shivani's right there to interview him, like fucking oh, yeah. Dana White. He's, he's, yeah, fucking Joe Rogan in here, fucking <laughs> sliding here to Conor McGregor's busted leg. How you doing there, bub? Like, are you fucking kidding me? You have to see my face get kicked off. We all saw your face get kicked off, but uh. He was like, "So how you feeling, Cody?" So three years ago we started. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he just goes on this rant, and I'm like, wait, wait a minute, is he okay? No. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a great promo for somebody who got the the their bell rung. Yeah, I mean, if you woke up in a different stage, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> I was no, that promo threw me the fuck off. I was like, is he? Does he know where he's? <laughs> is he like? Is he all there? Cody woke up in no, 2031. Right. Sorry, I, I no, I haven't seen it, but it's like, is he? They made sure he hasn't got a concussion by the sounds of it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, they checked him out. Yeah, I'm sure it was a sell job, but like, yeah. it's great just, sell it's job. Just the way it's so, it's when you watch it, you're gonna laugh because it's just the way it's set up is hilarious. He's knocked out. Malachi yeah. leaves. There's like this small chant. In comes fucking Skiavone in his Skiavone <laughs> jeans because fucking jeans, man. And he's just like on his knees, like. Hey, buddy, they gave you the cane. How about you try getting up? And he just, they, and then he just starts rambling, and then he kicks Tony out of the ring, and I was like, well, what the fuck was the point of any of this? It sounds like that scene in uh, The Longest Yard. I have a bird. Yeah. His name is Ronnie. Well, tell Ronnie, you just got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cody, Cody's nose also did start uh, bleeding a little bit. How's my nose? It's flatter, straighter, <laughs> kind of like a young Michael Jackson. I love little yeah, Michael. Little Michael. Yep. <laughs> but also, um, Black's new entrance, awesome. I love how it blacks out and he's in a different Fucking place. Great. It's great. Yeah, love I mean, it. When you get a chance, you need to check it out. It's great. Um, and if this is what we were supposed to be getting in WWE, you fucked up, Vince. Oh, <laughs> big time. Not only did he kick Cody Rhodes' ass, he did it in like, what, five, ten minutes? Yeah, we had 15 minutes left. I expected this thing to go all the way. Nope, like seven minutes in, bam, it's over. It, it was almost like how Brock did Cena, just with more mm-hmm. moves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, all right. So um, now for your main event of the evening. The following is a trivia bout for the Max Wrestling <laughs> World Championship. The question is, Phoenix... Uh, are you leaving here today, ending your reign on the same length as you ended mine, or breaking the record? I plan on breaking the record. Yeah, gee, Lots thanks. Of confidence. Uh, the challenger. He has never won the world title, but he's won everything else. A win tonight will make him a Grand Slam champion once again. He is the podcast machine, Mike Larkin. I'm looking forward to it. That's really all I can say, man. I'm just going to go into it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to screw me again if I do win, man. Because you have this tournament coming. You want to keep me in the game. But then at the same time, you want to screw me. And I get to say this line. My name is Mike Larkin. I am the podcast machine. And I do not deserve this. Beat me up in the back of an ambulance. Hello, boys. Throw me through the window. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, if this was a promo battle. That's a die, actually. 
I bet your guts that I actually showed up. You were hoping for a bye, weren't you? <laughs> First and foremost, no, I don't want to win by a bye. My name is not Alex Dorio, sir. And I love you, Alex. <laughs> but Alex Dorio, when it comes to a bye. Uh, well, also, um, there's a very interesting addition to the King of the Mike final um, where Travis's lawyer, Mr. Chad Malcolm, read out a list of demands after the match. Obviously, Phoenix, you haven't seen it yet. Well, nobody's seen it yet apart from us. Um, where he's basically laying in some special stipulations. Phoenix, if you win the King of the Mike this week and you retain the World Championship, mm. he basically wants the world title on the line in the final. Just as like a little added bit of pressure, you know. Um, the champion, he is the only Golden Slam champion winning all four championship titles. A win tonight will mean he will go into Promo Slam as the longest reigning world champion, surpassing my record of 119 days, which he has matched right here today. Woo-hoo. That's, you know, that would have been before we uh, took the world title into consideration in the King of the Mike final next week. We'll see how this goes first. There's three stages to this world championship match we haven't had trivia for a world title before so it's a first stage one is name the pay-per-view okay oh wait a minute hold on this guy he gets well, it on the dark match in the first match every time <laughs> name name the card sorry yeah it's it's uh, phoenix's I, favorite I, round I, I don't always get it on the dark matches yeah, you do, you son of a bitch. You got that friggin' telepathy, man. You got that psychic vibe about you, man. Well, Mike, I can tell you there are no dark matches on this one. Oh, okay, cool. All right. No, because remember, I always used to kick off at the, the fact that there were dark matches. <laughs> How the fuck am I supposed to know? No, well, nobody's supposed to know. That's the whole point. Yeah, but man, I'm just saying. It's called it's a dark match. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> My uh, girl Mary. You will get 15 seconds after each match to have one guess each on which pay-per-view we're talking about. When the time is up, you won't hear that noise. You'll hear this noise. No, my, my battery's low. Well, the battery on my other phone is low, so I was just putting it on charge. All right. Okay. Uh, well, when the time is up, you will hear this noise. It's a lovely noise. Okay, match number one. I'll hear, I'll hear silence, lovely. You didn't hear anything? No. We hear like a random... <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me play that again because it was fucking loud on my end. This. No. What? <laughs> How are you not hearing that? I don't hear nothing. I hear nothing. You can hear me, me but you either. can't hear that. Yeah. I'm fucking yeah. confused. <laughs> Good lord. I'm seriously confused. Dude, I did not hear that at all, man. Phoenix, did you hear that at all? I, are you, I are you hearing any of these sound effects? I heard a bit. I, heard, I heard nothing. I just said silence. Silence. Okay, people, I'm very confused. Uh, okay, anyway, you got 15 seconds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For the people listening at home, when the 15 seconds are up, they'll hear this noise. See, I heard go. that one. There you go, I heard that. Is, is there at least a Sunday Night Heat match? How about that? <laughs> this shit's crazy. Instead of, <laughs> instead of a dark match, is there like a heat match? Because that's actually televised. I'm getting fucking heat right now. Okay. <laughs> no, there's no heat match. It kicks off. We're with nine matches on the pay-per-view. 
Okay, cool. All right, match number one. The Dudley Boys versus Edge and Christian in a tables match. For the benefit of those in attendance, the timer is not going off yet. All right. No. Time is up. No. No, I got nothing. Match two. For the women's championship, Ivory versus Lita. Survivor Series 2000. No. Phoenix, you got 10 seconds on this one. Um... No idea. <laughs> right, stop the clock. Shut up, they can't hear the buzzer. Match number three. For the Hardcore Championship. Obviously, it's a hardcore match. Steve Blackman versus Perry Saturn. This happened on a pay-per-view? Yes, it did. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have no idea, man. Sounds like a regular pay-per-view to me. <laughs> yeah. I know it sounds like a... But, yeah, no, I... Oh, yeah, no. All right, match four. I got nothing. Okay. For the European Championship, Crash Holly versus William Regal. <laughs> William Regal and Crash Holly had about the year. Oh, it's No Mercy 2000, is it? No. Five seconds for you, Mike. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. William Regal and Crash Holly friggin' <laughs> matches out the wazoo. I know. The wazoo. The wazoo. We a wazoo, ma. All right, match five. Mm-mm. <clears throat> Uh, well, I, it's kind of a mixed tag match. Uh, Billy Gunn and China versus Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero. If they don't get it, I want a shot, even though I don't get the answer right or wrong. <laughs> I think I know which one it is. Armageddon 2000? Nope, two seconds. Nope. <laughs> Next match. Kane versus Chris Jericho. Oh, God, is that, um, no, uh, is that Armageddon? No, no, it's not Armageddon. It, it's, it's, it's the coffee one, I think. It's, I said Survivor Series 2000. No, now I don't know. Uh, three, uh, two, one. I don't know. Match number seven for the Tag Team Championships. Right to Centers, Bull Buchanan, and the Good Father versus the Hardy Boys. So. Wait a minute, man. No, mostly 2000. No. 2000. No, Survivor Series 2000. It's one of the 2000s no. ones. All right, we'll, we'll go to the next 2000. one. We'll go to the okay. next one because you both said Survivor Series and No Mercy. Match number eight. I'm so right. The Undertaker versus Chris Benoit. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what's going on. Just a one-on-one? Yeah. I think you may get it from the main event. Okay. I got it four matches ago. <laughs> is it okay? I'm gonna say it's a rare one. Oh, wait, hold on. Unfor- right. Unforgiven 2000. I know it's not. But... Main... I was about to say something. Here's the main event. I know, but the timer ran out. Not oh, that you can okay. fucking hear the damn thing. <laughs> Son of a bitch, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Main event. Fatal four way for the WWE Championship. Kurt Angle versus Rikishi versus The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Rebellion 2000? Oh, and he got it. I said it was a rare one, man. It was one of the rare ones. He got it. I don't know how you didn't get that one from just like, you know, Kane, Kane and Jericho. The and coffee. From the mixed tag. The, the, the Rebellion. 
the rebellion and insurrection pay per views that I'm not very knowledgeable on. Like the only one I've you go really to one seen was yeah, the one in two thousand and one. Ah. Okay, that's so the only one I really know. <laughs> he beat me by a year because the only one that I know is the 2002 one with Triple H and Taker and uh, Brock Lesnar and Sean Stasiak against the Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the main event would have given it away because it was very specific. Okay, first and foremost, William Regal and Crash Holly. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I oh, knew that one right off the bat. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Bring it out the wazoo. I'm like, you know, you, well, you got to understand. I was, a, I was a big Crash Holly fan. There's something about that little fucker I really liked. <laughs> well, do you remember when he was in TNA mode before he passed away? No, I yes. didn't know he had a fucking TNA. God damn it! So he was. This briefly... is why I watch this shit, and now I fucking miss my own crap. He was briefly in TNA in 2003. He was Mad Mikey. Fuck, Mad Mikey. Mad Mikey. Okay, point goes to Mike. Stage two. All right. Is mystery jam, superstar. Y'all enjoy. All right. Okay, Mo. Good luck to both. Thanks. Peace. Peace. Okay. Stage two is Mystery Superstar. Okay. You will get clues to a wrestler's identity and, again, 15 seconds between each one to guess who it is. First clue. Former Intercontinental Hardcore Tag Team US and World Champion. Uh Aha. Chris Jericho. No. Phoenix, 10 seconds. Uh, Eddie Guerrero. No. Next clue. Made his WWE debut in 2001. Rhino? No. 10 seconds again, Phoenix. Okay. What were the championships again? Sorry. Hardcore US Tag Team World and Intercontinental. Mm-hmm. All right, next clue. Inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame twice. Five seconds. I could so many people. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was quite I'm just trying to think he made that debut in 2001. All right, next clue. Wrestled in TNA for three years. Billy Gunn? Booker T. Yes, it is Booker T. One point apiece. Final clue would have been won the King of the Ring in 2006. Oh, okay. And then became King Booker. I forgot Booker T was in twice with Harlem Heat. Yeah. yeah, Uh, I was trying to think he made that debut in 2001. I remember it was that. That's when the uh, alliance and invasion angle happened. Yeah, Booker T kind of kicked it off. Wait a minute, hold on. Now you're now this is where I get you here. Okay. Did you freaking put the hardcore title in there, which he fucking won at Insurrection 2002, friggin' beating Stevie Richards? That friggin' nobody remembers that Booker T was the goddamn hardcore champion except for me because I'm fucking a nut. Well, you didn't because you didn't get him. <laughs> well, what is the hardcore title, friggin' Booker T? I don't fucking remember Booker T. As the hardcore champ. Forget everybody was the hardcore champ. Terry Reynolds was the hardcore champ. This is like uh, Quagmire talking about wings. Disrespecting wings. I love wings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I'll take that. Okay. So, point apiece, which, which which means it didn't really matter because stage three is quick fire. So, uh, we are back to even Stevens. Most points in okay. this round wins. All right. All right. Oh, okay. 
you will have uh, how many can you get? A minute each. Alright. Who's going first? Uh, we'll do Challenger first. Okay. So, Mike, you set the standards, and we'll see what score Phoenix needs to beat. Alrighty. Your 30 seconds start after the first question. Are you ready? Yeah. Alright then, let's do this. For the World Championship, the final round. Mike. Okay. How many siblings has Bret Hart had? Jesus. Fucking ten. Oh, eleven. Who uh, won the women's money in the bank in 2018? God. Was that a... Uh... Oh, my God. This is bad. Uh, pass. Alexa Bliss. In what year did Masahiro Chono win the first G1 Climax? I don't know. Just pass. <laughs> Who was the only member of this year's Women's Money in the Bank match to never win any wrestling championships? <laughs> pass. Time is up. It was Liv Morgan. That's okay, man. Like I said, just... Phew. All right, so it's still 1-1. One, one. I wasn't... I think I knew the the money in the bank, but I think I was off by a year. That's okay. When I was playing along in my head. Yeah, that was pretty tough. Okay. Well, mm. uh, it's still 1 1, which means even if it's a draw, Phoenix, you retain because titles don't change on a draw. So, congratulations. But we're going to give you your questions anyway, just to see how you how you would have done. Yeah, let's, yeah, fuck it. Let's do them for fun. Well, first and foremost, congratulations. <laughs> and number one, number two, I'll come back later on and try for another time. So, all good. Yeah. Congrats. Well, I mean, there's, there's a long line, Mike. <laughs> I'll tell you when in just a minute. I know there's a long line. I'll, I'll come back in the future. Uh, Everybody wants a shot at me. They think um, they, they underestimate me. Okay. Your 30 seconds begins after the first question. Starting now. What is the name of Alexa Bliss's doll? Uh, Lily. Yes. Kaden and Murdoch first appeared as a tag team in what year? 2007. Five. Who won the Money in the Bank match in 2016? Uh, Aaron Corbin. Dean Ambrose. Which WWE In Your House pay-per-view took place in September 1998? Pass. Breakdown. In... Okay, time would have been up there, but you would have got one. So you have one, Uh, two, one, at least. (laughs) It's not a draw. Um, Your final question was then going to be, in what year did Knife and Jones leave WWE? 2003. Yes, it was. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Only because he was unhappy with the schedule. Yeah. I got to say this, just because it's a a trademark with this. I knew most of his questions. (laughs) (laughs) So I go ask Phoenix, did you know any of his questions? Uh, I think I knew the money in the bank one, but I wasn't. I think I was off by a year. Um, Honestly, probably the only person who would have known that G1 question was Moses. <laughs> he's he's going to be raging when he hears back. When he hears this back, and he. <laughs> What was the final score? 2-1, right? The final score is 2-1 to the Phoenix. Congratulations. Um, so like we said, yes. Travis kind of wants to up the stakes if you win the King of the Mike semi-final this week and put the world title on the, in the line in the final. But we did have a challenger lineup for Promo Slam anyway. Um, that being right. Travis's own lawyer, Chad Malcolm. Um, so he's the number one contender. 
He's ready to challenge whoever is the world champion at Promo Slam in a trivia bout. So it all depends on how this week goes and if you defeat Chris and if the final is a world title match or not. But uh, I think what we can do for now is make it official Phoenix versus Chad at Promo Slam card subject to change. Yeah, I, I got no problem with it. <laughs> Alright, uh, Chavez well, also didn't know this when he... Chavez also quite <laughs> secretive because Chavez didn't notice when he told Chad to put this stipulation in his contract. <laughs> that's what that's lawyers for you. Mm-hmm. Alright, well also congratulations because as of tomorrow you will be officially the longest reigning world champion. Yay! Sorry cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is the Max Racing Podcast. Remember to like and follow Max Racing on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us at Max Racing UK on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and, of course, on the ClickTalk network. Even though that's not at Max Racing UK, that's a website. Uh, <laughs> you can enjoy other shows on the ClickTalk network, such as Netpicks, Open Roads, Smart Mark Radio, On the Mic with Mike, Ryan Squared, Bold Rivals, Wrestling Millionaire, and more. Go to clicktalknetwork.weebly.com. Also, go check us out at maxwrestling.net. Follow us on social media at the captain 512 at MCL92, and at SMRPodNet. Um, obviously, Moses has had to leave us, so he's not going to give you his plugs. But before we do tap out and bid you adieu, Mike, who you've been talking to? See, it still rhymes. Uh, yes, <laughs> it does. Well, first, I will say I will come back for the Max Wrestling title in time. I've already done everything, as you had to so eloquently put it in my introduction there, man. So, hey, I'll go for the Max Wrestling World title another time. EC, you already got to talk about how I did everything there, man. Just have to just put it out on the table, man. Like that, like that, other that, 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 y'all, Dazzy Dangerously. Yeah, um, well, I mean, chance number one contender, DC's got next. He'll be challenging whoever the world champion is on Promo Bowl opening day, and then we'll see how it goes from there because obviously the Promo Bowl winners get briefcases this year as well as a promo title match. So, you just okay. put the stakes, don't you? There, there's stakes everywhere this year. What? I don't think we've actually explained what's in, what's in the briefcases. I don't think we've actually explained this on air. It is explained on the website um, under the Promo Bowl section. So, this year, all three winners will face the promo champion just like last year. However, all three winners will also be given randomly assigned briefcases. One of them contains a shot at the World Championship. One of them contains a shot at the Knowledge Championship. One of them is a kill switch. So it's kind so of like the... Uh, Feast of Fire. Feast of Fire, that's yeah. it. The third briefcase is a kill switch. Now, this one, this one gives you the right to add yourself to any championship match and it also gives you the right to ban somebody else from competing for a championship until Promomania and all briefcases must be cashed in before Promomania <laughs> fun times um so yeah, yeah, yeah that's who I was talking to that's right my bad <laughs> okay 
So on the mic, Mike, latest one is with fetish model Ray Cotton Candy, which was fun. We talked about fetishes and we talked about modeling, hence the term fetish modeling. Mm-hmm. SteveAndMikeShow.com, SMShow1, MCL92 on the Twitter machine, SteveAndMikeShow.com, LongeFC.com for the Beauty, Strength, and Dominance podcast, which is now video, which you'll see on Wrestling with Wrestling and my YouTube channel. Just type in Mike Larkin and subscribe. Uh, we got the Roku channel now for LFC, which you can also check it out on the Roku channel, which I'm very happy I to got be a part of. Yes. I got two Rokus so in the house. The Lingerie Fighting Championships, Dazarino. Go on the Roku channel. All right. Uh, and on that topic, of course, congratulations to Ella J as well, uh, showing up on Fight TV. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Ella. And join us. Did you hear that one? No. Why is my microphone not picking up my phone? This is fucking weird. Okay, well, join us next week uh, for the grand final of the 2021 King of the Mike tournament and the Go Home Show to Promo Slam. This was episode 334. We will catch your ass down the open road. And that's the bottom line. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bye. All I got to say is fuck Drake Younger, fuck yourself, and fuck right off. You can come back, fuck right off, and then come back again, you son of a bitch. You and Garrett Bischoff. Yeah. Fuck you both. And when you get there, fuck off some more. <laughs>